Everyone is a storyteller. Everyone. Whether you tell a story as an actor, a writer, a director, or as a parent, or whatever. You don't have to make a living at it. If this is something you're interested in, just find a way to do it. So when I first started watching films, that was the closest I got to, to dreaming. And I, I wanted to be able to do that. The biggest thing is to, to have a plan. And even when you think you know the business of acting, you don't know the business of acting. Because the acting life is, is such a hard life. You're always comparing yourself to people. You're always, my whole life is auditions. The casting kind of didn't fully communicate what was going on. They said, we have this role and you're perfect for it. Show up to set, you know, we'll, we'll tell you what to do when we get there. Okay, great. So I showed up and then they're like, oh yeah, so we've moved that role. You're now gonna be a picture. It's like the advice that people give you in this town, it's like, you feel as though you're walking around a giant glass windowed restaurant with a wallet full of money and you can see all the tables and people are eating and you're really hungry and you want to go in. You can buy food, you have the means to be able to participate and sit in the restaurant and be with everybody else, but you're wandering around the whole vicinity and you just can't find the door. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole, and I'm the host and producer of this show, and I am broadcasting from the entertainment capital of the world, sunny Los Angeles, California. The sun has set, and the moonlight is upon us. Thank you so much for joining me on this broadcast tonight. I want to remind all of you that you can listen to all of the episodes of this show if you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Remember, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this show, make sure you reach out to me via the contact form on our website at cinemaafterdark.com. Please make sure you have some skin in the game prior to reaching out. And by skin in the game, you need to have a few credits under your belt. We certainly value that for credibility. I also strongly encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark for the latest show updates. I want to remind everyone, this is an information and discussion based show. We do not censor ourselves and we sure don't censor our guests. So please keep in mind that the views and opinions expressed on the show may not reflect the views and opinions of the host. We've got a wonderful guest tonight by the name of Miss Laura Bradbury. And let me tell you a little bit about Miss Bradbury. Laura fell in love with acting as a child and enjoyed touring for three years with the Encore Players Performing Gospel and West Side Story. After studying performing arts at American University, she went traveling and later moved to London where she began her camera career. She now lives in Los Angeles where she continues to enjoy studying and acting in film and television. I'm really excited to have her on the show and First-time listeners and long-time listeners, it's time to make that fresh batch of popcorn, sit back, relax, and get a little comfortable while you listen to tonight's guest. Thanks so much for coming on the show and hanging out with us this evening. Laura, I am excited to have you on the podcast here tonight. Thank you, Max. I'm really excited to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh my God, it is my pleasure. I was saying off air there that you've had my attention here. I've been following your tweets and you're somebody who's doing some wonderful stuff here in the film community. And I was like, oh my God, I've got to reach out to her and uh, 
it was really cool finding out that uh, you're a fan of the uh, the podcast too. So I really appreciate you listening. I am. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I get a lot out of the actor podcast and be able to learn from the other actors. And I think it's a really valuable resource. So thank you. Wow, fantastic. I really appreciate that. And, you know, it's great to have you on the program here yourself. And my gosh, let's start with your backstory. Would you mind sharing where you were born and raised and, you know, really how you got started in the entertainment industry? Yeah, sure. So um, I grew up outside of Philadelphia in Westchester, Pennsylvania, outside of the suburbs, countryside. And growing up, I was always really creative and full of energy. And uh, when I was about eight years old, my mom suggested if I wanted to take some acting classes and I didn't really know too much about it, but I thought, sure, that sounds fun. And as soon as I tried it, I was hooked. I just, I felt like I'd found my people, you know, which is how I feel now in LA. Like they were, everyone was energetic and creative and imaginative and I loved it. I loved going and I, so I did acting classes there uh, for a while at the Sweet Art Studio. And I later, after a few years of doing classes there, joined, they had a theater group called the Encore Players. And I joined them and we did a couple of plays where we traveled around, mainly Godspell. We performed Godspell for two years and traveled every other weekend to different venues to put it on. And that was a lot of fun. That was when I really had the theater acting bug. Wow. It was a really great opportunity. Yeah, then I continued in theater there. And then and then when I was in high school, I was very active in taking acting classes there with my acting teacher and doing high school theater and the productions. And I also had the opportunity to be on tech crew, which I loved, and was stage manager and got to work on lighting and sound and sort of, you know, to try my hand at all the different parts behind the scenes, which was really valuable. And I really enjoyed that part as well. All aspects of it, really. Oh, very cool. Then when I went off to college, I had a couple of interests. I had theater, so I minored in performing arts at American University in Washington, D.C. And then I also, my major was CLEG, which is an interdisciplinary major, and that stands for Communications, Law, Economics, and Government. Oh, nice. yeah, a very DC major, but it was a really <laughs> fun major because it was it was broad and yet they all really connected. So through college, I, I think my focus was definitely more on my major. I thought after graduation, I was going to go into more the law and government side. And I worked for one of the senators my senior year. Oh, cool. And really loved it. Yeah, it was a great op- It was a great experience. I love DC so much. It's a great city. Yeah. Didn't do as many productions there, but I did a lot of classes in theater classes and learned so much and continued to just feel really passionately about theater, but not, not, I didn't think that that was what I wanted to do for a living at the time. Mm-hmm. And then after, after working my senior year in government, I just sort of realized that maybe it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> maybe, you, you know, you go in there all idealistic and, and wide eyed. And uh, this is, these are all these great things I'd like to do. And I'm, when I take this path and I sort of have more of a reality check and realize that maybe just also being at a desk wasn't for me, that that didn't suit my personality as much. Oh yeah. So after right. college, yeah, you know, that just isn't for everyone and it wasn't for me. Right. And uh, after college, I worked for a year and saved and then I went traveling actually. And I backpacked through Europe and I backpacked through Southeast Asia for seven months. Wow. And then I moved to Australia, to Melbourne. Wow. Spent a year in Melbourne working and traveling as well. Wow. Did you get a chance to do any acting 
while you were there or just, you know, performing while you were traveling at all or check out the, uh, the scene? No, I didn't, but I, I wish I had done more of that. Yeah. I think that would be wonderful. I've sort of, yeah, I just, I just use it as a real time, I think, to discover myself. And it was nice. a really wonderful time to grow. And as an actor, I think that's, I'm learning more and more how valuable that is. Oh, yeah. The more you know about yourself and the more you have a handle on your, on your own issues and yeah, the better actor you are. Right. And so I think that year was just a, that year, year and a half was just a time that I really grew and it served me well later wow. in life. That's fantastic to yeah. say the least. It's cool that you got to do that. Traveling. My yeah. gosh. Yeah, it's always been my passion. Since I was young, I've picked up my first travel book when I was 10 at the secondhand bookstore on Greece, and I read it cover to cover, and I was like, I'm going to Greece. And then <laughs> nice. after that, I just continued to save, and I did trips in high school, and I went backpacking. Any chance I got in college, I, I biked across Ireland, actually, wow. um, by myself, and I hiked down the Wicklow Way by myself. And Wait, did you take a lot of photos? You better have. I did. But do you know what happened? What? Uh, right after graduation, I transferred my photos to a hard drive. Uh-oh. And it was one of the newer hard external hard drives. It was just when everyone was starting to do stuff like that. And the fan or motor on it broke and I lost. Oh, it. brutal. I know. My I know. I, I cried. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> definitely cried. Oh, um, no. I had a lot on Facebook, so that I was really grateful for that. Yeah. And some friends had them and I collected friends' photos and things like that. Oh, no, that's crazy. What a wild story. Jeez. Just being able to experience different cultures. I think that makes you a more seasoned individual. Traveling is one of the best things people can do for themselves, period. Yeah. And when it comes to acting, I think it gives you a lot more to draw on. Yeah. That when you have different characters, you can maybe relate to them a little bit more because you've maybe met people more in their circumstances or you just have a broader worldview. Right. That's always a good thing to have. Yeah. What was the point you realized you could do it professionally? I mean, obviously you did some traveling. Yeah. Well, when I, I actually in, in Melbourne, I'm, I met my now husband who's English. And after Melbourne, we got married and we moved to London. Wow. And we mm-hmm. lived there for five years. And I had originally thought that we were going to back to Philadelphia and settle down there. But I kept waking up with just such a pit of just regret. I just had this in my stomach every morning. And I finally realized that it was because I'd never followed my passion and gone back to acting. And I talked to my husband about that. I said, you know what? I I regret it. I realized that's what's been wrong. And I want to move to LA and I want to get into TV and film. And he was amazing. First, he said, couldn't you have told us that two weeks ago before we just bought an apartment in London. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I didn't know two weeks ago. So he was <laughs> wonderful. He said, no problem. You know, just get into it here and then we'll move to LA and we did just that. I started to get into TV and film and and everything just felt so much better and I, I realized that that's what had been missing from my life was wow. just that passion and that love for, for theater and to be able to express myself and be able to be imaginative. So yeah, so I got into more of the indie films and short films and just started to, to learn my way because I'd had a theater background up yeah. until that. So yeah, there was a really valuable learning experience in London. Wow. Now, how do you find jobs or book your own gigs is there a method to your specific madness i've i've self-submit a lot and actually my friend lily on the days when i'm working or i'm not able to submit she has a sort of a side business where she'll submit for you so my my friend lily will also submit for me on the days when i'm not able to so i'm constantly submitting Wow. And she's gotten me a lot of my, my recent roles have all been because of Lily, which is wonderful. It's just, it's a real collaborative effort. Yeah. It's awesome. Good that's, stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's great. And then also through friends, I feel like when you, LA is such a small town and that when you start to make connections that by word of mouth, people think of you and give you a call and, and offer you auditions or roles. And that's really helpful as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good to stay on top of things. It sounds like you all have a pretty slick system there. I haven't heard that one before, but I think that's slick. Yeah. Great idea. Right? It's such a great business idea on her part. I love yeah. it. Now, is there a role or a character that you've played that's you know, been one of your favorites thus far? Yeah, I think recently I just finished a film actually uh, called I Need You. Oh, yes. And I played a, a character called Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and I, I loved that role. I think she was very similar to me in some ways, but, but very different as well. The basis for the film was that I was in love with Will in college, and I moved away to New York and said I'd be back, but I never moved back and always regretted it. And then we were able to reconnect about eight years later. And after reconnecting with him and realizing that I'm still in love with him, he tells me it's ALS or or Lou Gehrig's disease and that he's dying. So it's a really beautiful film and definitely one of my favorites. Why was it one of your favorites? Why was the role specifically? I know you talked about the film, but for you as an actor in that particular role, why did you enjoy that so much? I didn't realize until I had that role how much I loved the really deep drama. I don't think I'd had such a great drama role before. Wow. Where so it challenged you. It challenged me. I think what I loved was that it was the first time that really hit me that to, ALS was uh, was very personal to uh, some people on set. And that yeah. really brought it. Was, and it just hit me after doing a lot of research on ALS and watching a lot of videos on couples with ALS who are in their 20s and 30s. It's not just older people that get it, unfortunately. Yeah. And it just hit me that for the first time, it truly, truly hit me hard that this is a real story. I'm not just playing a character, but I'm telling people's story and I'm representing them and their emotions and their struggles. And it felt like such a huge responsibility. And I really wanted to do the project and the role justice. Um, and so to really explore that character and, and the role that she would take being a caregiver in a situation where your partner has ALS and, and how she would take that sort of news. And yeah, it was a really, it was a really great character to explore because of that, I think. Wow. No jokes. I love that stuff. So I think that's what acting is all about right there, especially when you get those roles where you really have to, uh, understand the character and what they're going through at that particular time. Those dramatic roles are always It was heavy. Intense. It was really heavy. Some of the days were just really sad. Yeah. Some of the days were a lot of fun. But I, I found that I, I really liked those heavy days the best, actually. Wow. They were the days when you really stayed in character the most. And I hadn't had a role like that before. So maybe that's why it was one of my favorites, trying oh. something new. Yeah, very cool. Now, we are an indie film show. So I have to ask you, what types of movies do you like to watch? Is there a favorite genre? that you have is there anything you're currently you know watched recently or uh, that you're really yeah, I have watched some movies recently but I have to say I'm pretty into streaming and television at the moment yeah I think that's that's definitely what I watch the most and maybe because I don't always have hours at a time to sit down so I'll always whenever I have a snippet I'll sit down and watch whatever show is current or whatever I'm into at the moment so I think one of the movies I recently watched that I love was Spotlight oh, with yes. Rachel McAdams yeah. I really enjoyed that. I watched that a few weeks ago. But some of the TV shows I think I like, watch the most comedies, since I've been studying comedy a lot in class. I like The Good Place with uh, Kirsten Bell and my friend Manny Jacinto is on there. Mm-hmm. And I think she, I think she's great. Yeah. And the, This Is Us, have you watched that Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. I love that. And then 
What else? Let's see. The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. But Can't don't give me any spoilers because I'm not caught up yet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How far are you? Are you... Uh... I'm I'm pretty close, but I'm a little behind. I'm a little behind. We've started we've started catching up. So okay. seasons um, or just this season? Are you seasons? Just this, catching up on this season. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, you got some goodies. It's, I know that's what everyone keeps saying. So yeah, I'm trying to catch up. It's tense. Ugh. <laughs> the season makes me mad. By the way, I'll leave that go. Uh, Walking yeah. Dead. Just ah, uh, oh. but anyhow, <laughs> please continue. Uh, <laughs> any movies that you've seen recently? Yeah, I think Spotlight was the one I watched last week. But let's see, what else have I watched recently? I have not yeah. been very good with movies, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, it's hard sometimes. I don't have, I don't have the best vision actually, and so I get migraines a lot. So mm. when I go to sit down and watch movies, I often can't make it through the whole thing. So I think I go towards more television. Yeah, because it's shorter, and I can sit down and watch an hour, and then hop off, and then watch a bit later. Oh yeah, good stuff. Are you a binge watcher? Do you both uh, binge watch or? I do. Yeah, like yeah. Stranger Things. How about that? Oh, I'm awesome. I, yeah. There's a show to binge watch. I didn't even care if it gave me a migraine that time. I just kept watching. <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing I just kept going through. <laughs> Good stuff. Now, how do you prepare for a role? Would you mind taking our listeners through your preparation process? Yeah, sure. I think I, I think I've, the way I prepared a role has really evolved been over time from the things I've learned from different classes and teachers and, and also what I've just seen works for me. So I think when I first get a script, I break it down the way I've recently, I've, I've been studying at Leslie Kahn in Hollywood. Yeah. And love the way that she that she teaches you to break down scripts and how what to do when you first get a script so in the recently i've been following a lot of of her her prep which to start with would just to be to read the script really slowly every word like it's the last thing that you're ever going to read right and mm-hmm. I found that wonderful my urge is just to read right through it and see what's my character's lines and and what's the what's happening and what's the arc and but then I, I stop myself and slow down and just read the script really slowly and it's amazing the things that pop out to you yeah and then i also love to write down my thoughts again a very leslie con way to have a thought about whatever is just said or done so to go through and and sort of cover up the page and before i read my own lines to have a thought about whatever the other person just said oh, fantastic. Um, and find that really really helpful. Yeah. And then to coach. I like to coach my friends, to coach my teachers as much as possible to get other people's opinions. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, it's good that you have that, you know, that body of uh folks that you can go to to kind of prepare and uh you know, get into character and uh get those yeah. pieces for. Yeah, a support system is invaluable and I have a really wonderful support system in Los Angeles. Fantastic. Now, what qualities does a good actor possess? I think looking at some of the actors I've worked with, and, and especially recently, I think an actor who can be very present in a scene and an actor who is able to really listen, listen to you and to not necessarily be focusing on their next lines, but just really giving their all in the scene is just extremely valuable. And also an actor who has a positive attitude because yeah. with film, those days are long and usually does not go according to plan. So if you can be surrounded by other actors who are upbeat and positive and can just roll with the punches as the day goes on and things change, scenes change, that's really a valuable trait in an actor, I feel like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and also just to be brave and to not give up because if you were to move to LA, there are so many more no's than there are yeses. So to be (laughs) to push forward and take that yes and then go right through all those no's and just hold out hope until you get the next yes and then ride that high until the next job. Right. Very 
good stuff. My goodness. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think those are all good traits. Absolutely. Now, I think this is a good place here to take a short break and then we'll come back from our break and discuss some of the recent work you've done because you've been quite busy to say the least, but I want to give you a chance to uh, reset. I want to give our listeners a chance to reset as well. How does that sound to you? That sounds great. Thank you. Great. Well, we're going to take a short break here, folks, and then we'll come back with more of Laura Bradbury after this break. Do not go anywhere, folks. We will be right back. We are continuing a wonderful discussion here with Miss Laura Bradbury, and my gosh, she's so kindly taken us into her journey into the industry. For this half of the discussion, I do want to switch gears here a bit and discuss some of your current projects here. You've been quite busy here these last few years, and you recently completed several short films. We talked about I Need You a little bit earlier in the program. By the way, what was that set experience like? You know, it was, I would have to say my favorite set that I've ever worked on. Wow. It was, it was just so much fun. Everyone kept saying that over and over. This, we were just having so much fun. And while, while it was also really serious subject, some days of filming, it was also just a wonderful, a wonderful environment. I think the crew was just, everyone was so professional and had such great attitudes and were so much fun to be around. And and really efficient as well. You know how it feels when you have a crew that's just right on and yeah. your days click through and you're right on schedule. And that's such a wonderful thing too. And and it, it was really great working with them all. Oh, and um, I just looked, I, I could barely sleep at night. I literally would wake up in the middle of the night. Something woke me up and I would just sit there for hours with my mind running, thinking about the next day and the script and the shoot and, and just how excited I was and thinking about the day before. And I've never, I've never really felt that passionate about a film before. Oh, very cool. When does that uh, get released? Is there a uh, anticipated release date for that film? Well, I know that they'll be screening it for the cast and crew in January. And then after that, it's going to go to the festivals. Very um, cool. So I'm not sure what the release date is after, the, after it goes through the festivals. Yeah. Good stuff. And what was your character's name in that film? My character was Elizabeth. Okay, cool. And I played opposite Brian Ramian. And he was just a wonderful wonderful actor and really giving. And we were talking about what do you find that is a really uh, great traits in an actor. And I think that Brian was definitely a good example of someone that's that's really present in the scene and listening and very and very and giving and 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 that means a lot as a scene partner. Oh yeah, absolutely. We have great chemistry and that's really wonderful too when you're playing a story like that. And yeah, yeah, it was it was a really special opportunity. Good stuff. Now you also played Renee in a, a film called uh, Stroke of Faith. Yes. Which is a yeah. short drama. What was that experience like? Yeah, that was really wonderful. That was actually for a film festival, the 168 Film Festival. So you had Very 168 cool. hours to uh, to write it and make it and, and edit and submit it. 
Wow. Um, which and this was the first time I've been in a film festival like that with the with the sort of time limit on it. Yeah. That was really interesting to have the script and then the next day to show up on set and just click right through it. And luckily, I'd actually just started uh, a few months before studying at Leslie Kahn, and and she just gave me such wonderful acting tools that I felt like. I was able to get the script and really turn it around in in that time period and and be be proud of the work that that I was able to do on that film. Mm, and cool. it was about a woman Renee who was taking care of her mother after a stroke yes. and then helping mother through through the rehabilitation process. And it was interesting looking back because I connected with that, but not as much as I did with the ALS movie that I just did, I Need You. Yeah, It was just the, the amount of research that I did for my recent project on ALS. And that was actually because Brian had said he went home and did so much research. And I'm like, I need to do more research. So I went home <laughs> and I just spent the entire weekend when I wasn't in rehearsals researching ALS and, and real stories. And, and I did some research on stroke of face and I had some personal experience with stroke victims, but it was interesting seeing the difference in my two performances when I'd done the research and when I hadn't. So I think that was a really valuable tool that I recently learned. Oh, that's that, awesome. that the amount of research that I, should, that I should really do for the roles when it comes to specific things like that. Gosh, that's fantastic. But yeah, that was a really great film and I was so proud of everyone. That was a wonderful casting crew and, and we also had a lot of fun and they got seven, seven nominations at the 168 Film Festival. So oh, good stuff. Um, we were all really excited. Yeah. yeah, very fun to say the least. Uh, you played Detective Jamie Bosch in uh, Dark I did. Tunnel. In which, Dark Tunnel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A crime drama. My God. Yes. I seem to get cast as that detective. Yeah. Seems to be <laughs> one of my character types. So I've yeah. been trying to get better with a with a gun and get down to the gun range so I look a little bit more believable on set. That's a good <laughs> skill to have if you're going to be cast as someone right. with a gun, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What was that so like? That's Oh, that was really that was really fun because I that was one of the first times I feel like that I that I can remember that I had played a detective and I've been cast as a detective a couple of times after that and I really enjoyed taking on that persona yeah. and it was different than my usual smiley upbeat roles that I had been recently cast in before that and I get a lot of the mom roles and so I really enjoyed going in a different direction with the detective. And actually, that was a good example of when you meet one person and um, how that can lead to another role. And you're asking how I get roles. And a lot of times it's just by people that you know or by word of mouth or through friends. And I was really happy to have the opportunity. I, I got to work with Jail on Dark Tunnel. Mm. And then he also cast me in his upcoming web series, Shadowfall, oh, yeah. which we'll be filming in March. Oh, cool. And so I have the lead, I have a lead role on on that web series. Oh, nice. Um, as a journalist, which is funny because I also play a journalist and I need you and now I also play a journalist on Shadowfall. So I feel like I'm getting a pattern here. I've got mom, I've got journalist, and I've got detective. So <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to filming that as well with him and, and being able to work with him again. Yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, you played Michelle in A Place Between, a short thriller too. What was that like? Yeah, that was that was wonderful because I had just started, like I said before, I just started, that was around the same time that I just started at Leslie Kahn and, and she puts a lot of focus on thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so I was really excited to get that role. I had been putting out there, you know, I've now I have this this new way of learning and breaking down scripts and I'd love to have the opportunity to work on, have a role where I could I could really utilize this. And then right after that, I, I got cast in that role and it was wonderful because the, the character had actually had, it was a short film and the character had very few lines. And so it was all thoughts, everything. The nice. entire film was just thoughts. Very and cool. so I was able to really put into practice what I've been learning. And it was a really, really great. That was directed and written by Kevin Strickland. And, and it was great to work with him and beautiful filming out in the countryside down the OC. And wow. 
And yes, and I got to have a gun again. So yeah, I've been having a lot of guns. I'm going to stay away from you, my God. Seems to be my thing. I know, right? My goodness. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. By the way, is there any type of character that you just are like licking your chops to play right now? Is there is there anything that you really, really, really are dying to do right now? Yeah, what I think what I've been excited about recently is I would love the opportunity to work in a period film or in yeah. a period piece or, or a television show, whatever that in whatever format that might be. Nice. I love history and in plays I've had the opportunity to be, do different period pieces, but not on screen. Yeah. And when I'm watching uh, film and TV shows like that, and I love the opportunity to be transported and I would like the opportunity to work on a set with the period costumes and, and set and to be able to place your character in, in that setting and to, uh, that, that would be a real... I just, I would really love, I love an opportunity like that. That, yeah. that really excites me because history excites me. So, yeah. yeah. Also, I think that environment, having that environment change quite a bit. It's such a big part of, you know, these period pieces that I can only imagine how it is as an actor to kind of live and play in that world where, you know, the whole set is just different from anything in most cases from anything that we've had an opportunity to experience. It's a bit of an opportunity as an actor to time travel as well, to put yourself for a little time into that place and that time and that character and to play that role. And and that's what I love. That's what I love as an actress is to have that ability to to play, to yeah. play like a child and be imaginative. And yeah, I, I would love the opportunity in that setting to yeah. do just that. Yeah, I think that's uh, uh, the beauty of cinema. It's yeah. just, a, just a fun world to play in. Now, you had a really busy... 2015 as well my goodness but what's next for you so next would be actually next would be shadowfall with jl again so working on that that, yeah, web, that web series, series. and that i play a journalist yeah and i'm really excited because actually so since i moved to los angeles about a year and a half ago my goal is to become sag and so i've done a lot of these short films and i've had lead on the short films or indie films and and they don't make me sag eligible and so uh my goal had been by the end of 2016 to be sag eligible yeah. And so I was really pumped to be able to get that role because that makes me SAG eligible. And then then when I choose, I can become SAG. At the moment, I like the opportunity to continue working on some of these non-union projects and the SAG projects. Yeah. So I think I'll ride that for a little while. Exactly. And then when needed, I'll join SAG. Right. But I like, it's great to have the opportunity and to, to be in that place. It'll be really helpful for my career. So the business side of things. That's right. I think it's really important to be able to do both. I see so much non-union work that's great. And I think yeah. it's important to uh, grab as many opportunities as you can. I know some actors are just like, I'm only doing SAG projects and then they don't have any work for a while. So it's like, I, I don't know, that's a difficult thing to maneuver there. But I, I think it's really important to get as much work in as you can, you know? It's, yeah, it's, it's so more of, it's not about whether it's SAG or non-union, it's about the quality of the work. And yep. and a lot of times I think the way that I approach work is I like to look at what type of value I'll get out of that. And that's not necessarily monetary value to me. That might be the fact that it like the, it's a great value to me in Shadowfall that I'm going to become SAG eligible along with, of course, many other positives. But then in other films, it might be the opportunity to work on a type of character that I haven't explored before right. or um, to work with a director that I really admire. And so I think value comes in all different all different ways and in all different formats. So yeah, I like too. to look at each, 
each project and assess it and see what I might what might gain from that project and what joy I would get from doing it as well. I also, I think that's a really big, big thing is that I, when I take a project on that, I want to make sure that I'm going to enjoy it. You know, it's still work in the end, but I love to take projects that, that I really enjoy being on set and, and working in that character. Oh, salute to that. By the way, is the web series, are you shooting a certain amount of episodes in a row? How's that all laid out? I believe it will be six episodes. Oh, yeah. very cool. And they'll be all shot sort of one after another. Oh, it's going to be a fun experience mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, very, very cool. Now, Laura, I've got to do something here to you that I do to all of my guests. And I, well, maybe I'll tell you what it is. Uh, okay. Nah, I'm not going to tell you. I just okay. got to do it. And it's something you're going to have to deal with. You'll either hate me for it or you will, I don't know. You might, I don't know. <laughs> I'm wondering. Go though, ahead. Throw it at me. Are you see? I, that, are you serious? Or you actually yeah. want to know what yeah, this is? No, no, for it. Yeah. Wow, you are quite bold. Well, <laughs> Laura, this is part of the show where I ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves. Now, Laura, this fun fact can be anything you would like to share, but preferably. Something that people don't know about you. So I'm going to put the spotlight on you since you jumped right in there and say okay, the floor sure. is yours. A fun fact. Okay, well, I've I've got one for you. So I would say people who grew up with me know it, but people who, who know me as an adult do not know this fun fact. I love the Titanic. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, I've, as a child, I did a project in fourth grade on the Titanic. Now, this is before the movie came out. So I just loved the history of the ship. Yeah. And I had so many books growing up. I still have them upstairs in, in my old family bedroom back at my mom's house. Wow. Um, and I knew everything about the Titanic. You ask me a fact, I know it. Wow. So that would definitely have to be my my weird fact about myself. Nice. Very cool. That is a very cool fun fact right there. It's more of an educational yeah. fun fact. Like I did too. I always yeah. liked learning about such a fascinating ship in general and what happened was just uh i can only imagine uh frightening to say the least yeah of- and i think it was about the again how i said i love history and i love the different characters and their individual stories and i think that's what was interesting about titanic was just that time period and there were so many people on board and each of them had a unique story yeah. and i really enjoyed about them what did you think of the movie well the leo movie i, I, say. I know <laughs> yeah i actually really liked the movie i yeah. Because it took what I had been researching and a subject I've been really interested in and completely brought it to life. So I remember I was in seventh grade when it came out and I I definitely went to see it at least three times. Although <laughs> back then there were a lot more people who saw it more than that. So I'm not too embarrassed. Oh my. Do you watch like History Channel and all those other shows that sometimes re- you know have some really good coverage about it? And Yes. You know, I don't follow as much anymore as an adult, but yeah. I've definitely been to many a Titanic exhibition. Wow. <laughs> I've been to Belfast in Ireland. Wow. Because they opened up, uh, they had a Titanic museum there, which Belfast is where the Titanic was built. Right. So I went there for a weekend and explored the city. And one of the things my husband and I did was to visit sort of the shipyard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so dorky <laughs> saying this out loud. <laughs> I have talked about this in years, but yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's a cool fun fact, though. I really appreciate you uh, yeah. sharing that. I like that. Cool. <laughs> Good. Interesting. Huh. What'd you think of the ending, by the way, of that film? 
Oh, it made me mad. (laughs) I never like endings where love doesn't work out. I'm (laughs) love a good rom-com. I have to admit. Uh, Good stuff. Okay. Okay. Now, what are your thoughts regarding independent film and the future of it in general? I'm very curious to hear your perspective of, you know, where it's at and where you think it. I think independent film is so valuable to actors and I just feel incredibly grateful to have moved to Los Angeles in a time where people are able to just have a camera and be able to edit things themselves on their own computers. And in comparison to, you know, when people were actually having to worry about the cost of film and it wasn't digital. Yeah. Now anyone can create their own content. Something I'd like to continue to do more of in the future. That's one of my goals for 2017 is to start to write and get over that hurdle. I have a bit of fear of writing (laughs) and get over that hurdle and, and really start to making my own content. And I just feel incredibly grateful that we're able to do that. If you feel like there isn't a role out there for you, that you're able to to make that role, to create yeah. that, get out there and use your resources and the friends that you know and and pull people together and and write it and film it and cast it. And that's incredibly, incredibly valuable. So I uh, yeah, I think independent film has a has a really good future. Right. I agree completely. The sky's the limit. There's really no boundaries now and we can create the roles that we want and um, the stories that we want and it's a beautiful thing. It really is. Yeah. Love this digital era of filmmaking. It's it's magnificent. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, even like podcasting, broadcast, social yeah. media, you know, the, the ability to really create content and to share that with a lot of people and to keep people inspired and working and doing creative things in general. I think that's what yeah. life's all about. Yes. Yes, it definitely is. It doesn't stop in childhood. Yep. This, you know, I, I'm home right now in Philadelphia, actually, for, for the holidays. And, and I watch my nieces and nephews and I watch them be creative in their play and in their in their types of play and, and being artistic and drawing. And I'm sitting down with them and getting out their coloring books and I'm loving it. I'm thinking, why do I do this more often? And, <laughs> and playing that. with my nephew the other day, it's just, it's I just forgot I was an adult and I just fell into his little world. Yeah. And it was such a special experience. And maybe that's why we love acting so much because because it's going back to that it's going back to being a kid and and playing make-believe in the end and and still tapping into that creative side that we seem to to lose as adults yeah so yeah it's it's really wonderful that we're able to do that like you said whether it be on podcast or or blogging people being able to get get their content out there or social media or film it's it's there's so many more avenues for people to express their creativity and and that's always a wonderful thing yeah it really is it's it's so magical. Oh my goodness, Laura. It's so, so magical. Now, I, I need to ask you about, you know, you're, you're back in Philly now, a uh, place mm. that I'm somewhat familiar with, but obviously I'm from the opposite side of the uh, state there and you're enjoying that uh, cold weather. By the way, I've never had a Philly cheesesteak. Are they right. as good as people say they are? I mean, yes. Yes, they are. And it depends. They're very different, actually. Everyone has a different preference for how they like their Philly cheesesteak. Okay. So some is maybe types of cheeses. There's some some ways that people say will be a, a traditional Philly cheesesteak, but you can get the thicker cut meat or the thinner cut meat, or you can have the cheese whiz. Or, oh, my. Or you can have the, I have to say, I like just you know, American cheese on mine or whatever, or whatever type of cheese they melt on there. And I like buffalo chicken cheesesteak, which is the, nice. the ground up chicken and then the hot sauce oh, and then the, the God. cheese on top of that. That's my favorite. Killing me um, here. Does your husband have a favorite? So. Does, does he, uh, does he have a favorite? 
he likes Philly cheesesteaks, but I don't think he likes them as much as me. Maybe it's oh, an English thing. I don't okay. know. Give him some fish and chips and he'll get excited. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. You can't go wrong either way with that. That's yeah. That's for sure. Very yeah, cool. Exactly. Now, is there anything that you wish you would have known about this industry that you, you've learned over the years, especially about yeah, LA too? When I think about, yeah. When I think about not knowing about the industry, it reminds me of it makes me think about my time in London when I had decided when after a couple of years of being there and I decided I wanted to get back into acting, but take more of the TV and film route. I didn't know where to start wow. and I didn't have many resources mm-hmm. for who to turn to there. I didn't know any other actors, whereas in LA, you know, everywhere you go, you'll bump into an actor. Yeah. And so for a couple of years there, I just sort of made my own way and for did what I could from what I learned on the internet and what I learned from picking people's brains on set. But I still just didn't make as as much progress without that support system around me. And so I knew very little. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, I was still in that place. But I, in my first month or two, just met the most amazing women and who are now my best friends. And we we really came together. We'd all just moved to Los Angeles within right around the same time. So we were all about at the same place in our lives and our acting careers. And when one person learned something, they would immediately tell the rest of us. We always have our WhatsApp group, our email, nice. our email going, and we can have continued to do that. And we'll write each other questions. Oh, I've got these new headshots or, Hey, I took this new acting class, or this is a great thing about this social media thing that I found out. And as a result, it's four of us working together to continually boost each other up. And, and I have grown and made so much more progress as wow. a result of that. They're just an amazing, positive, loving support group that I couldn't have dreamed of having. I I am incredibly grateful every day for them. So I think having them around me has changed everything. So yeah, yeah. So I think that's, and then also going to my acting studio, I think they're an invaluable resource as well. That's really helped further my career. Yeah, that's good stuff to say the least. Love hearing stories about like fellowship and folks really coming together. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Exactly. It really, really is, especially in a city like Los Angeles, where you can just be lost in the crowd yep. to sort yep. of have that core group to rely on. That means the world to me. Ah, salute to that. Now, before we wrap, feel free to plug anything you wish, websites, Twitter, Facebook. How can okay, people, great. how can they stay up to date with what you're doing or get in touch with you? Yeah, well, you can follow me. I'm pretty active on social media. So on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Laura G. Bradbury. So that's L-A-U-R-A-G Bradbury, B-R-A-D-B-U-R-Y. So I'd love to connect with you on there. And you can also follow me on my Facebook page. You can like that. That's Laura Bradbury. And check out my website, laurabradbury.net. Wonderful. Now, is there any advice that you would like to share with someone that might be listening? Maybe they are two doors down from you there and Philly or, you know, they're struggling to find answers or courage and they they just don't even know where to start. Is there any advice that you would give that individual that might be out there and were listening to this podcast? Yeah, well, I think that's how I felt in London when I first told, when I first said I wanted to get back into it, but I was scared because I didn't know how to get back into it and where to start. And the first thing I did was just was to take a class to conquer that fear. And I think the first class I did was improv. And it was really nice because it was a relaxed environment and it was a lot of fun. And it was just getting into that first class, doing that first performance or that first scene and overcoming that fear. And then after that, everything just got easier and it was so much fun. So I think I think that would be my best advice for someone that was struggling as to where to begin. Oh, that is excellent advice, Laura. And I want to thank you for taking the time out of your evening. And it's 
pretty late over there now. It's starting to uh, get close to midnight there. So I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, I appreciate you, you know, you hanging out with of course. Uh, us this evening and sharing your story with our listeners. I have to bring you back in the future because it sounds like you've got a lot of uh, cakes in the oven there. So we've got to bring you back in the near future. I'd love to have you back. And uh, I would love that. Fantastic. Well, thank you. I've been really grateful for the opportunity. Thank you very much. Oh, it is my pleasure and it is our pleasure and gosh i think it's time to uh fade out here what do you think i think so thank you max my pleasure ladies and gentlemen that was laura bradbury my gosh make sure you follow her and check out her work if you're not already doing so and on that note we will be back with more after this break you are listening to the cinema after dark podcast my name is max cole and i host this show I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight and hopefully you are feeling inspired it's been a wonderful time if you're listening to the show please subscribe just press that subscribe button in itunes or if you're using that podcast app subscribe to us we would greatly appreciate that also please spread the word about this show show someone the uh, twitter account we've got there cinema after dark or show them our website at cinemaafterdark.com again thank you all for tuning in tonight you can also find us on stitcher google play and on tune in so you can listen to us one of many ways again thanks for listening to this show we'll be back with more shortly and welcome back to the show here tonight before we wrap i do want to thank our guest tonight miss laura Bradbury. Wow, what a great discussion that was. Make sure you check out her work. Most importantly, I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. Obviously, this show can't exist without you listening. So please spread the word about this show. Show someone how to access the show in iTunes. Show someone how to access the show on Stitcher. My God, show someone how to follow this show at Cinema After Dark. With that said, 